0: Welcome to the Thank Me Later Podcast. I am your host, Brittany. Welcome to the Thank Me Later Podcast, where we talk about music, TV, books, my faves on faves on faves, and yeah, we finna have fun. So today, this is the very first applause, what we watch a segment of the Thank Me Later Podcast. If you are new here, aka if you have not listened to the first episode and so this segment is called the what we watching segment and it's exactly what it sounds like it's what we are watching so <laughs> in this segment today today we are talking about rap shit, which is a comedy created by isa ray and Sarita singleton is a showrunner and if you are like an insecure nerd like me or just like somebody in love with the show Then you know, Sarita Singleton was a writer on Insecure. She also starred in the Block Party episode, her and her husband. Her husband is an actual rapper, um, and she played the Def Jam poetry type girl. The show Rap Shit is based in Miami, and it follows Shauna and Mia, who are two estranged high school friends. And I say estranged because they initially end up meeting because Mia, who got three jobs, one is a makeup artist, one is an OnlyFans girl other place i don't know and she had a client had a makeup client and she ended up calling shauna who works at the plymouth hotel in south beach and is like a low-level scammer with her co-worker maurice and she is also like very into rap like she has a tiktok channel where she w- makes like conscious rap about uh politics and blackness and socialism um, and she wears a mask in all of these. So she's kind of known as like the mask rapper. Um, and Shuki said that I would be like her if I was a rapper. So I just want y'all to know that. But that's not true. I would rap about shaking my ass. Um and so anyway they went to high school together but they're living like such different lives and shauna also dropped out of college because she was really trying to make it with rap um and so anyway mia needs to hook up at the hotel or she needs somebody to watch her daughter shauna's like cool i got you girl side note she had no other choice but to call shauna because at the time her mom wasn't able to do it and her baby's father wasn't able to do it, whose name is Lamont, wasn't able to pick the daughter up or watch her because he's in the stew. I think the mother is low-key an alcoholic. Um, We'll get there, but everybody's busy and so she just really needs Shauna. And so Shauna came through for her and Shauna ends up asking her to go out. She was hesitant, but she agreed. The show is very like, social media acts like it gives you like that insight from a really cool vantage point it's showing you somebody who comments and what they're saying it's showing who's liking your thing if you get a facetime call it's doing like cool things on the screen um it's dope and so they went on ig live at the end of their like fun night out they're all drunk and they do a freestyle call seduce and scheme and it ends up going viral they're like let's join the group from Shauna's perspective she wants to be a rapper already she's trying to make it big she's trying to get engagement Mia already has a lot of engagement because she's on social media just like talking about her life and just getting a lot of attention and so like they are a perfect scheme and Shauna really needed someone to get her to stop rapping like Drake on his like very long 4 a.m., 7 a.m. in X location songs. By the way, I skipped those songs. <laughs> I do not want Drake. I love a good party. I love a good party. I love a sad bop. I love a sad bop too. But when you just go in about all these girls and it's all this shit, I don't know what's going on. I can't. I I check out a little bit. Love you, Drake. Oh, my gosh. But sometimes it's too much. Um, you know, just like it's no hook. He just seven people. <laughs> getting, his, getting his shit off. It's like I support the movement, but sometimes it's just too much. And so that was like every song for Shauna. She was like that. They just needed each other. And side, side note, there are going to be a lot of side notes. Mia In real life goes by Chameleon who is actually a rapper. Like I was listening to her song today, Project Baby. It's a Bob, I'm gonna have to add it to a playlist. Which by the way, check the link tree because we do have weekly playlists. Anyway, she's a rapper. She was also on Love & Hip Hop Miami. She's dope. She's a real life rapper, which makes her being Mia in the show like dope. And also Ada Osman who plays Shauna she is extremely talented because she's a writer. Um, and she's very young, too, to get to where she's been in um, Hollywood. Like she's written for Big Mouth and she has a very extensive resume. And so the fact that they are a duo and like acting in this, and but it's also like hella believable, hella like relatable, it's, it's, it's really dope. So here's what I'm going to do for this show today. I'm going to do a little recap of the season. And how I have it organized now, I'm gonna make it episode by episode. I don't want to miss details. I do not want to miss details. I know y'all the the if the sound not too good, you could blame me. Um, cause I gotta put this down. I gotta I gotta be cool. What <laughs> episode one? So I explain all of that. They get lit. They record this rap freestyle. seducing scheme. Um, it's the first time that Shauna has stopped rapping like Malcolm X and is just like talking that like city girl, Meg, kind of man type stuff. It's cute. And so we know we're excited that it's going viral because they're talented. And so after that video went viral, Shauna is hella excited because again, like Mia has all these connections and she's growing her fan base. She's getting a buzz and she calls her friend Jill. Jill, insert boo, boo, like she is thumbs down, not a good friend. She works at Spotify um, and I wanted to like her so bad because she worked at Spotify and I was like, ooh, okay, this may be a reality. She gonna put her on, da, 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 da. Shauna is just looking like she's she's begging her a little bit too much. So she opens the call like, hey Jill, did you see it? Did you see, did you see the viral video? I want to start a group. And she's like, you want to start a group? She's being like, "Uh uh-huh, okay. She's being like funny haha when she's really funny weird. Shauna is like, okay, well, like now that we have this buzz, can you put in the word for us at Spotify? And she's like, oh, I'll try to. On a scale of like one to ten, she's like a seven you know like lukewarm to the point that shauna leaves the call really excited but lo and behold right after she got off the phone with shauna she calls somebody else and is like girl shauna done started a group who is this girl she thinks i can do something at spotify i can't do anything at spotify i don't know who she thinks i am she just really revealed herself as a fake friend and i just i couldn't deal Also, Shauna knows Jill from college, which we learn when we see Mia snooping on Shauna's Instagram page one time. Because again, like the whole episode is like somebody on Twitter. I don't know if I said this. Somebody on Twitter said like it's one big iPhone commercial. (laughs) Like... And it's because you do see all of those little interactions of the phone call and the FaceTime and the Instagram interaction. They really, I say all that to say, they really integrate the way people consume social media now, like if it's to make a quick Instagram video to like talk your shit, to promote something or to like show the process, quote unquote, because Lamont always is showing himself in the studio, talking about following his dreams, talking about his haters. While Mia is always talking about, like, girl, these niggas ain't shit, da-da-da, like, talking shit about her baby daddy. Or just flossing, like how we all floss. Yeah, that's pretty much episode one. <laughs> yeah, this is the beginning of episode two. But anyway, after that, Shauna is mad excited to have this new engagement. She wants to capitalize on it. She gets a really expensive microphone. She makes a whole studio in her closet. Her and Mia sit down for the first time after going viral and they wanna start working on being a group because they agree to be a group. It becomes clear very, very fast. They are not on the same page. Shauna wants to rap like, modern day malcolm x she has songs talking about student loans and mia wants something for the girl something for the club they like experiences conflict which is like scary if you're watching it because it's like okay they're not on the same page so are they even gonna work because the talent is there but they're not gonna make it if they keep doing what Shauna's is doing shauna's boyfriend cliff is also an early hater He's like warning Shauna to stay away from Mia. He's like even being associated with her is going to have you viewed negatively. So he's a hater and I haven't liked him from the beginning. He just brought out all this respectability politics stuff and it was a lot and so the fact that she was like rapping about popping her coochie and you know scamming niggas her boyfriend was like yeah that's not a good look and he learned that she spent a lot of money on the microphone for the studio and he wasn't supportive of that he wanted her to buy a ticket to new york so she could spend time with him but it's like cliff you the one rubbing elbows with these politicians you you don't got nothing He ain't put nothing on her plane ticket, but he like stressed that she's not there. Well, if you ain't paying for it, then shut it on up. (laughs) What else is there to really say? Like, why would you watch her grow her following, follow her dreams of rapping to the point where she was doing it behind a mask? And at this point, this far into her career, she just bought a mic and you're not supportive of that? He's more concerned about this plane ticket. Also mentioning Mia doing OnlyFans we also see her when she was in her OnlyFans mode with the red light and the lingerie. She gets this FaceTime from this dude Warren and he is some white guy who we never see his face but we can tell he got money. He's in New York with a floor-to-ceiling windows and he's like fun and exciting to Mia who has never been out of Miami. They end the conversation like, you should come to New York, travel girl, see the world. So it's like kind of on her heart. In that same episode, we see her attending a parent-teacher conference because her daughter misbehaved at school. Uh, I don't wanna say misbehaving. Um, she wasn't misbehaving. She was just like doing kid stuff. She's an extremely involved parent and she wants the best for her daughter and you can really feel it. And she goes on to explain how adults in her life have never really been encouraging, like have kind of labeled her and it's something that she kind of just like settled into like she never really believed in herself Well, again faith over fear she never really believed in herself but like now she's beginning to see the possibility she's beginning to like recognize that she wants more it's like she's grieving what could have been she told Lamont I could have been a completely different person and he was like wait why are you past tensing yourself and actually I will get into it especially on episode six but I really like their dynamic because from the beginning, like we did see him not picking her up in the beginning, she was also asking him for the late rent money. Like, we kind of see him starting a little bit to be trifling, but he gave her like five, six thousand dollars. We see him like actually coming through, like he's picking up the baby. Like, it's clear he's not a deadbeat dad and even outside of that it's also clear that he really cares for her or that they really care for each other and because he, when she said that he recognized that that was off or it didn't sound like her um and i could just appreciate that you can really see them wanting the best for each other it's not a toxic relationship it doesn't look like it also side note Lamont is a producer. He is also doing something that is scary or is big. And I also think that he's low-key like a motivation for her. Whether he's rich or not, he's doing what makes him happy. He's producing and he's in the studio working. I think that conversation really like empowered her. He's, he's like a trusted source. And so she has like a new hunger. She goes to Mishana and they talk more in depth about their goals, they're not upset. They're just like really getting out their points. And Shauna, we learn, is very obsessed with avoiding the male gaze. She really doesn't want to follow the industry standard of selling sex um, and being tied to men and like having sex with men and just doing things like that to get famous. Which she name drops people who she feel like have done that. And she just really doesn't want to follow this quote unquote formula she wants to do something new and and revolutionary and all this stuff. Mia cuts her off and she's like, girl, we are in a bad bitch renaissance. And I was like, yes, like whoever wrote that, yes. Even outside of that, Mia said like, your main goal shouldn't be about proving people wrong. Your main goal should be to have fun and to just create. My favorite part of the argument was Mia telling Shauna, how people like Little Kim, people like Nicki, were women's fans. They make empowering music. And it's like, even though avoiding the male gaze, standing up for equality and like all that stuff is good to just talk about blackness and politics all the time is good. People like that music, that raunchy, vulgar music for a reason, because it makes you feel good because it's something empowering about a woman talking her shit. Oh, like Meg on TraumaZing, Y'all, I cannot wait to get into it. That is after this. She's like, those women that you just named are women's fantasies. You over here letting these men control you because they got you in a hoodie and a mask in Miami. And I really had to start backstanding certain elements of their partnership because it's like they are opposites. And it's a beautiful example of how opposites attract and how even though they were like kind of both extreme in a way that they could help each other because Mia could teach Shauna about loosening up and Shauna can teach Mia about the industry and making music because this is her passion. And one of Mia's passions is self-expression and being free. They can really teach each other a lot. And so by the end of the episode, Ooh, I want some, I want some Uber Eats y'all. I don't know. I cooked yesterday. I cooked yesterday when I wanted some Uber Eats. Five hours later. I ordered it. Okay, um, as I was saying, they end up coming into agreement that they were going to make bad B music and that was Seduce and Scheme. And they said, make it crunk (laughs) with lyrics like Seduce and Scheme. Make it to the, mm mm-mm. Okay, lyrics. Also, side note, I love the fact that this show is creating its own original music and Issa Rae is releasing it through her own music label or like production company. That is so dope because like Issa loves music and the way that she is so flawlessly integrated into her works is beautiful. Um, It's very similar to with this show how P-Valley is. Like I could talk all day about how um, P-Valley is like Such an amazing show, such a a groundbreaking show, how the actors, I feel like, have such a fun job because they pole dance, which, yes, it's hard. But who doesn't want to be badass at pole dancing? Who doesn't want to do that shit like they do? And also rappers, who doesn't want to be a rapper? And it's like we're actually seeing Lil' Murder go from SoundCloud to Big Lee. And his shit is slapping, y'all. I will always play Mississippi Pride. Always. When I get out, that's in my own repeat list on Spotify. Like, anyway, I love P-Valley's original music, but clearly, like, Issa Rae is doing something very special with this as well. And everybody involved on rap shit. But the lyrics are, i must going spin at his cream. Yup, put his face in that crack like things. Put an arch in your back, then leave. I'ma show you how to run these schemes. Yeah. Say, my puss, say this pussy too, wow, no taming it. It's like talk shit music, the talk shit music that we all know and love. And um, by the end of that episode, Shauna was feeling so empowered that she gave Cliff, remember he's her hating ass boyfriend from before. She gave him some virtual coochie. Like he clearly benefited from her talking her shit on this record. Like he clearly benefited from the bad B renaissance, but he didn't even want her to rap like a bad B. He wanted her to keep rapping like Michael Max, but okay.